Well, I am joined again by my mate Marty. Marty, how are you? Yeah, mate, not bad. That was obviously some of the, the audio from the corner of the Martin Bacoli and Michael Hunter fight we had in the UK last week. Now, you'll probably know yourself, mate, the biggest controversy to come out of that fight wasn't the fact that Bacoli lost, which wasn't expected. Michael Hunter fought a great fight, but the fact that in the eighth round, Bacoli's shoulder goes or his arm goes, goes back to the corner, and it looks like Billy Nelson has... Instead of pulling him out when Bacoli's wanting to stop, Billy Nelson's basically forced him to to continue with the fight. The controversy with that is obviously if a fighter wants to pull out, then most people are saying he should have been allowed to pull out. Um, I've got a bit of a different view on it. What, what's your take on that one? safety you've got to look at it and say you know could he be really hurt um but then on the other side you, you'd like to think that most trainers would you know have the boxer's best interest at heart maybe maybe he's, he's just believed that you know there's some there's more to come from him that you know he could give a bit more you know he, he, if he goes out now you know maybe it looks worse than it is i, I it, it, it is a tough one i think safety you know like you say would, would need to come first in my mind with these guys you know leathering each other especially if you know you you haven't got the full functionality of your, uh, you know, your your your, your punches to uh, you know to fight back and defend yourself uh, in that respect. But uh, yeah, it is an odd one. I also read a tweet uh, from uh, uh, that was that was sent from Martin Bacoli after the fight, and he actually uh, states, um, "I would just like to say I asked my coach Billy Nelson to pull my shoulder." As it was sore, not pull me from the fight. Thanks for your support. I'll come back better. I promise. Um, which is nice to read. Now, whether he's been asked to write that or whether he's actually wrote that, because that that you know that, that I, don't, I don't know. But it's uh, it's a tough one. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you a little bit on that one, mate. I thought obviously that safety comes first, and you should always put the the, the fighter's safety um, should be paramount. Now, whether it's I suppose it's a funny one. Most people think his safety was at risk because he was he was fighting one-handed. Um, the way I saw it, and 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 I, I see it a bit like you, mate. I thought that Billy Nelson possibly did the right thing for his long-term career because he wasn't necessarily getting beat up. I know he got stopped in the 12th round, and even when he got stopped, I didn't think I, I, I didn't really think he was he was in that much trouble. I think the referees just looked at it and thought. You know what? This guy can't can't really win this fight. He's taking a you know a few more punches than he normally would, and and, and he stopped it. Perhaps he stopped it on the basis of what he'd heard and saw in the corner as well. But if he'd been allowed to quit, 
how would that damage Mark Bacall's reputation going forward? Because he's, he's going to be seen as a quitter. Um, and that, obviously, in boxing terms, isn't isn't really seen as a good thing. Because we've had, in the past, we've had guys like Danny Williams who dislocated his shoulder. He went on to actually win the fight, knocked the guy out with a left hook. That was many moons ago. I can't remember who it was against. But he got his reputation grew from coming through that sort of adversity. So, in a weird way, I thought Billy Nelson was doing him a bit of a favour and telling him, look, you don't quit, mate, just don't quit, because he's on, you know, national TV, he's getting a lot of exposure, he's losing a fight, which is obviously bad enough, but then, if he goes and quits, where does he, where does he go after that? But Billy Nelson's obviously, rightly, still going to take a lot of flack for what people say is not protecting his fighter. But then he knows Martin Bacoli better than anyone. You know, Martin Bacoli's not getting beat up at the time. He's not cut. He's not hurt. He's not wobbled. You know, there's, there's, Billy's trying to say, look, go out and box behind your jab. And apparently Martin Bacoli was ahead on, on what I think ahead in one of the cards as well. So if he'd managed to hold it together at the end of the 12th round, would he have, would, would he have got the decision? So... Yeah, I I know a lot of people listening are going to go. No, it's terrible. The par the, the fighters' safety is paramount. That's that's absolutely right. The person who takes responsibility for the fighter's safety more than anyone is actually the referee. Well, I was just gonna. That, that was on my mind as you were talking because I was thinking that's exactly that. You know, yeah. maybe he's thinking, well, look, you know, anything that comes in a bit too hard. I mean, you know, let's not mess about with it. There is always a risk. At the end of the day, these guys take a risk. All the time they get in the ring, you know, one wrong punch, um, head clash, anything like that, and you know they they, they could have an awful situation on their hands. Um, in in this instance, thankfully nothing did happen like that, um, and you know it, it makes it, it makes it interesting. You know, you've got you've got to, as you say, you've got to think that the trainer knows him. He, he you know, and, and he wants his best interest and hopes that you know he, like you say, he, he perhaps sits behind. Uh, a jab or something, you know, tries tries to just fend the guy off for a little bit, and then and you know goes out of there being a being a bit of a warrior, and you know his coach says, look, you know the guy hurt his shoulder, and, you know after the after fight interview, he's hurt his shoulder, he's fought on, you know it was a tough tough fight, he showed grit, he showed courage, and all this sort of stuff, and of course you know a lot, of, you know you get some boxers that will do that to their detriment, and you know half kill themselves in there. And you'll get some who are just, you know, brave guys who fight on with, you know, a, a, a broken wrist or, a, you know, a broken hand or, you know, uh, yeah. torn shoulder or something like that, you know, that's, and, and you know, just try and try and see the fight out. It's, it's, it's a tough, tough balance because, you know, just as you say, one punch can turn a fight. That is, that is never true in that situation. You know, it could, could change a life in, in that respect, you know. Yeah, so I mean, that, is a, that is a bit of a weird one. It's, it's, the trainer does know the fighter better and, and there's obviously instances where a, a trainer will throw the towel into the ring and the referee will throw the towel out because at the end of the day, for, for me, the referee's there to, to protect the fighters and if he wasn't there to protect the fighters, then why would you have that situation You know where a cornerman goes, yeah, I'm going to pull my guy out and the referee throws the towel straight back out the ring and I've saw fights where the, the referee's done that and the, the guys went on to win the fight. You know, it's, it's happened. But obviously in reverse, we've saw fighters that have been, you know, been hurt through things because the, the fights went a little bit too long. And um, the, the the one fight I remember that I did think the trainer was really at fault, and I, I think Billy Nelson's in a, in a weird position there. He's obviously thinking, fuck, this guy's got, you know, maybe still a chance to eke out the fight if he stays behind his jab. We're on national TV. 
this guy's reputation is going to be really, really, really damaged if he if he pulls out because it's not it's not the sport to be pulling out because there's so many examples of people like Danny Williams and other people fighting through adversity and most of the guys at the top do fight they fight with broken hands and you know at Muhammad Ali had a six inch or a four inch gap in his jaw that when Ken Norton broke his jaw and you know so so these guys come through adversity and I think that's what Billy was possibly looking at. Um, but I get why people would think, why is he not pulling him out? He's, you know, you've got to put the fighters safety, safety first. But for me, it looked as if Martin, and I don't know the guy, and he's meant to be a really nice guy. It looked as if he did want to quit a little bit when he could still box behind the jab. So, in my opinion, I don't know. If, Billy Nelson's at. I don't even know if he's at fault. Do you know that? I don't know if he's at fault. And I, and I know loads of people listening are going to be going, that's terrible because of the safety issue, and I get that. But the only time I've ever saw a trainer make a real bad mistake was the... And this is where trainers should know their fighters. This is a, a very different... When when Gerald McClellan fought Nigel Benn, when Nigel yeah, Benn... Yeah. When Nigel Benn glances on his head, it's a head clash. If anyone thinks it's punches, it's, it's a head clash. About, I think about the eighth round as well. Nigel throws a big wild right hand, misses uh, McClellan, glances on his head, and that's when after it McClellan starts blinking. Remember he was screwing his face up and and doing that. Now, a referee's not to know that that's not something he does, but a trainer would know that's something that he doesn't do. And that that's a time that I think a trainer was really at fault for not pulling a fighter out because he should have saw that, looked at it and went, nah, there's something not right. He's making facial, you know, there's like a facial tick almost. Yeah, but it happened. It was going on for about. A, it was going on continuously, wasn't it? It wasn't as if it was two seconds or. Yeah. You know, just actually, yeah. just, just absolutely vilified. He's he's a muppet. He don't know what he's doing. He's a danger. All the, all that sort of thing. Well, that's what everyone's saying. Well, it is that fine line though between you know knowing a fighter and knowing when yeah. he needs to push himself that that bit harder um, and and things like that. I mean, you you hear AJ talking about McCracken. Yeah, yeah. And he, he sort of says he pushes him really hard and he you know he he doesn't take it easy on him at all and. You know, and and and, and things like that because he, he's trying to get the best out of him, and and you know again it's it's just getting that fine line in yeah. a like this. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it can either be brilliant or bust. You know, it's uh, but you know to, to touch on a point you said, as you said, the referees, uh, and I've I've got to say, in my opinion, for, you know, uh, I'm not saying there haven't been bad calls by referees in, yeah. in British fights, but I do think our referees. Are far better than yeah. those uh, in other countries, especially you know some of them are sitting in the states when you know you think, oh crikey, that should have been stopped about yeah. seven or eight punches ago. You yeah, know? And, 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 you know again that is just as dangerous, if not more so, because they're up close and personal. 
uh, and can and can see that. But uh, yeah, so so what what we're saying is, it's kind of contradictory, isn't it? You're saying you've got to put the fighters' safety first, and then you've got also got to go. But the trainer also knows he's fighter, and in the case of Bacoli, I don't think he was in any danger at the time. It wasn't as if he was getting out fought. He was getting out bought. He was getting out boxed more than anything else. He wasn't really getting. You know, it, it wasn't beat up. There was no point that he looked hurt or staggered. So I get why a trainer at that point might look at it, especially when he's a, he's got an unbeaten record in the line. He's trying to make a name for himself. He's got everything in the line. I think Billy Nelson was doing the equivalent of trying to give him a, a, a kick up the arse to say, Martin, come on, this is not the time to be doing this, mate. If you can fight, if you can work behind the jab, you need to work behind that jab. You cannot. This is not the fucking time to, to quit because I think if he quits he's done is he, he, well, pretty, pretty much he's mean because how you know but, I, 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 I don't mean to admit, it's harder to come back for sure because you, you worry about the guy's sort of mental state yeah. as to whether he would have the mental yeah. to push through that you know and, and like uh, neither of us have no, as far as I know I certainly have an opinion in that situation where you, you know you're having all you know, try, yeah. try and fight off somebody with, with you know, one arm basically because your other your other arm's gone and, yeah. you know, uh, or, or anything else. I don't, you know, the, as, as I said, I do have the, the utmost respect for anyone getting in the ring. Um, but like you say, in, in that, with the, with the truly top guys, they, they, they do have that mental toughness. They do, you know, when they need to, they, they, they dig in and they, you know, they bite down on their shield and they, you know, they go on with the crack rib or the, you know, broken finger or hand or whatever they've got you know and 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 you know even, even just find a way to to finish the fight you know yeah um because it, it does I, I, I think you know then, then that's where you see true boxing fans you know just giving uh, a lot of respect to the fighter at the end of it just sort of saying you know especially when that, that you know something like that comes out afterwards you know i struggled after the seventh eighth whatever this happened that happened or or anything else you know i mean i know david hay had his you know, loads of people slagging him for, you know, oh, his little toe, he's this, he's that, and everything else like that. But, you know, I, when, when, when uh, he, you know, when his leg went, you know, when the, uh, when, when he couldn't generate, when he genuinely couldn't generate any power, and probably because he had to as, as much as anything, he, he just, he did show a lot of heart to stay in there with Bellew for that first fight. You yeah. Know? Um, he, 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 God knows how much pain or whatever he was in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and you're, you're fighting off a, a big, talented guy coming forward at you, and you know, and, and that's where, where he, for me, he gained a bit of credibility back. You know, it, it just, just just in that in that thing. Well, that's the thing. Most of them, most of them do. Most a lot of fighters do gain more credibility and adversity rather than when they're on top. So. Yeah, it's an odd one. I can absolutely see why Billy Nelson did what he did, and understand why he did what he did, and then. I, again, I absolutely see the argument that you know one or two punches, if you can't really defend yourself, could be could be life changing. Um, as in, you know, you, you could come out there with a with an injury. So, and it's just an odd one, mate. I can't when he when he when he was doing it, I didn't think anything of it. You know, I thought, oh Jesus, he's trying to pull out and he's trying to push him back in, and you know, he does go out for the next round and gets through the round. It's not till the twelfth yeah. the twelfth round he gets stopped, and he gets stopped because. In my opinion, I think he he looks as if he's a bit disheartened, and the referee looks at it and says, "Yeah, he's taking a few punches. He doesn't really look as if he wants to to fight anymore." And you know, 
pulls him out of it. So it's a, it's been controversial because a lot of people on Twitter, obviously Billy built, Billy was building uh, Martin up to be the the you know the the next great heavyweight, um, and I'd heard lots of good things about him as well. And when you watch the fight, Martin Hunter's a I think he was a bronze medalist in the Olympics, so he's a good he's a good boxer, but he was. He was giving away a three stone weight advantage as well, so you were thinking, yeah, that although he can outbox him within, you know, four or five rounds, the big heavy punches are going to take a toll. So that it showed a, a, how much you know boxing is an actual skill because on the face of it, you're thinking because he's going to go in the gun there and eventually get to him and stop him, and, and Hunter fought a fantastic fight. He was actually really good to watch as well. How far he'll get, ugh, I don't know. He's got to go and fight guys like AJ and. It'd be a good fight for Dillian White, actually. That would be a good fight for for what I saw. Dillian White and Michael Hunter would be an actual really interesting fight, but we'll see we'll see what happens because Bacoli and, and Billy Nelson, yeah, Billy Nelson and Bacoli have got to work some things out because it's it's looking contradictory. Billy Nelson, Martin Bacoli, obviously saying what you you saw in that tweet that you know um, he wasn't getting asked to pull for the fight. It was about you know something else and. Yeah, we've saw the footage and we've, we've listened. I've listened to the audio a few times, and it doesn't. It certainly doesn't. You know, for me, doesn't sound like that. So it's a shame because because he's been put in a position, he's coming out and trying to defend his trainer, and it's, it's all looking a bit of a bit of a shit show. Let's say so. Yeah. Well, I sorry. Yeah, I, I, I think the next fight will be interesting. Yeah. That's the absolutely. Where, you know, if you know, assuming it, it's still. Nelson training him, mm. uh, you know whether they, you know he, he, he basically, if he, if he wins that fight and puts on a good show, maybe maybe it, you know deals with it, or maybe it's a bit like Jose Mourinho and Man mm. United at the moment. There's this sort of, you know, he's he's he, he looks like he's a top team. He should be perhaps a, a better player than he is, and you know he's he's going to decide to go and work with the new manager or something. I don't, I don't know. But who's going to want who's going to want to train him after that? That's the other thing. I mean, well, because Bicoli yeah. does look like he wants to to quit, um, and I know he's injured and stuff like that. And I get, but again, we've, we've we could rhyme off lots of times when boxers have fought through what you know injuries that are you yeah. know worse than what he apparently had. Um, so if you're a trainer, one of the things you're obviously looking for is, is is heart. You want your fighter to have heart. You know they're going to if you're, they're going to reach the top, they're going to have to come through adversity. Mo- you know at some point in their career, unless you're, you know, a guy like Floyd Mayweather, <laughs> it's that exceptional. Nobody can touch you. You know there's very few guys like that though that that, that can go through a career where their moments of adversity or people can remember they took two, three clean punches at one time, you know, that was that, that's pretty much adversity in, in Mayweather's world, but most other times fighters are going to have to come through real adversity, adversity, sorry, they're going to get hurt, they're going to get hit with body shots, you know, and, and a trainer looks for that. It's the one thing they, they, they will look for, so I don't know how easy it would be for Martin to walk into any other camp. Well, yeah, you're probably right there, but... Um seems to be willing to take a, a chance on mm. you know a, a, a fighter if they feel that he's, he's he's got something there you know as as for the talking him up i mean you know it, 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 it's, it's, the, it's the biggest uh hype uh sort of situation you know if you talk about hype for anything no, nothing's hyped more than boxing well you know, Sometimes, sometimes in a you know in a good way, but nothing, nothing's hyped more than in boxing in terms of you know no no fighter goes in there and goes you know like it says oh, he's big, isn't he? <laughs> I well, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna struggle here. You 
Yeah, but I, th- I, th- I think they all think I think they all think that though when they stand across the other side of the ring and they look across and there's this guy who's been built up to be a monster, you know, in the press and in their head. I mean, even though we we, we spoke about Mike Tyson not making the top ten, but if you're standing across the ring from Mike Tyson, the way he looks and stuff, you're going, "Fuck, this is this isn't good." I'm like, "How? What, what am I doing?" Um, but talking about people that are built up, that leads us into the next subject. Well done, Marty. Way ahead of me. Eubank Jr. versus the Gale. Because Eubank Jr.'s not a favourite of yours, is he, mate? Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, I mean... The, 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 Him and Amir Khan. You know, I, I, I like George Groves, you know, uh, description of yeah. him, of Insta-famous. Right, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He, you know, he's all, he's all about the pictures and the, the nice cars and the physique and, yeah. and all this sort of mm. stuff. And a bit of his dad struck not seemingly as yet with the substance to back it up no you know the, 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 the closest he came you know was ironically when he when he fought uh, Billy Joe Saunders yeah you know I think you, you and I have discussed this before and uh, you know Billy Joe showed what a good boxer he can be yeah and, and you know prevented uh, Eubank from getting any kind of head of steam up but equally I think you said you know one of the points you made was that if, if maybe you know, which I agreed with that if if Eubank had stepped on the gas a bit quicker and, and forced it a bit, he he may have got the uh, the, the result in that fight. But uh, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, any time the Eubank sort of they're, they're just it's, it's a fun yeah entertainment. It's, it's, it's entertainment, isn't it? The, just, talk, even, his, even his dad now. Sorry. Talking about entertainment, mate. Again, you mentioned mentioned Billy Joe. You can't seem to get out of my um, my weekly. That, that it makes me laugh every week at the moment with some of the replies he gets because obviously Eubank's going to fight the Gale and Billy Joe's fucking everything's fucked up for him just now so uh, as we spoke about last week so he, he goes um, I think Eubank Jr. tweets to Billy Joe something about how long have you been on the drugs son something something and that kind of things um, and Billy Joe replies they go back and forward a little bit and Billy Joe replies with one of his replies says don't worry about it, son. You're basically a British level fighter now. Go and play with your dad's prick. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, Billy, I don't care if what happens in boxing. You should maybe go and be a some sort of <laughs> stand up comedian because his replies are classy. One week he tells the commission to suck his prick <laughs> and tells you about Junior to go play with his dad's cock. I was going, oh, Billy, you are fantastic. But on Twitter, funnily enough, Eubank for me, I, I thought he was. I, I, I was let down by him obviously against Groves because I thought he was going to be much better against Groves but he seemed to, he seemed to forget about boxing fundamentals a jab anything and he wanted to, to out muscle Groves and Groves is a bit too too good for too good for that and he, he proved to be and he boxed the head off Eubank that night but on Twitter they've got they've got this fight is 50-50 you know people stick up the who, who do you think is going to win this fight yeah. and the last time I looked they had it as a 50-50 fight which I'm really 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 surprised at given the fact of, of how bad he was against Groves and then you look at James DeGale and you think he's been in a lot of hard fights and he's fought really good guys like Badu Jack and, and all that great stuff he's a gold medalist he, he, him and Groves had a a good fight where obviously Groves I think Groves stole it you know I, th- I, th- I, th- I think he ran against him a little bit and you know they never rematched but I think Groves played the perfect oh no it was a good it was a good game plan but I didn't I didn't like it at the time I was going nah, that's a bit that's a bit shit you're, run, you're, you're kind of running from him yes I, I thought he picked pocket and he counter punched him well and uh, just, mm. just, just kept winning the 
exchanges and then moving out of weight. Well, um, yeah, he did, but even the last few rounds, mate, he was, he was. It, there's a difference between boxing and moving and running. And listen, to me, he was, he was, he was running, mate. But he never I, gave I, him the rematch I, I, either. They never rematched them. Why did they not rematch him? I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously, again, that's another good fight. I mean, again, the build up to that, mm. you know, uh, you've got your breath stinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just, just, just the needle between them two was was brilliant in the lead up. Uh, you know, to to, to to the fights and things like that. You know. Um, but does it surprise you that fights fifty? Does, does it surprise you people think that fights fifty fifty? The, the, the Gail Eubank, sorry. I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, but the weird thing about, you know, the Gail is when you, when you consider what he has achieved, you know, b- being a world champion, relinquishing the IBF and all that sort of stuff, and, and like you say, some of the big fights he's been in, he, he still doesn't seem like a headliner to me. I don't know what it is, and it's not because I dislike him or anything like that. I think he's a very good boxer, but I, I just, do you know what I mean? Now? You know where some boxers, even like with fighters like, you know, Amir Khan, you can see Amir Khan have headlined something. Whereas, you know, who, who go, who, who yeah, know, you, you could see James DeGale, yeah, Jr. being on an undercard of a bigger fight. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, I think DeGale's mistake was he went to, well, he didn't make a mistake, he probably made an absolute fortune from doing it when he's, he teamed up with Al Heyman a little bit, didn't he, and went to America and he was having fights in college campuses and stuff, which was really bizarre, at like five in the afternoon, I think it was. I think it was, but he obviously he must have been getting paid a fair bit to, to to go and do that, and it's called prize fighting for a reason. You know, it's you're, you're there to you make yeah. to make money. So I can't be um, too critical of him for doing that. And he was in good fights. He fought Badu Jack and God, who was the other guy? He fought I can't. Uh, Darrell wasn't it? It was Andre Andre Darrell was a good. What was it? Him? It was him, wasn't it? It was a good fight. But I'm surprised it's fifty fifty. I think most people are saying what they're saying about the Gale is. That they expect the Gale uh, to fall apart later in the fight because he, he seems to have a problem with his engine. So he'll start off really, really good, and he, he does tend to do that, and then fade later in the fight. But if, I mean, if they're, if they're taking that from the Badu Jack fight, then I don't know if that's a mistake because Badu Jack's a good fighter, you know, and he's a big, rugged, tough, really good fighter. And and you know, I'd be, you'd, yeah, you can expect to be tired against somebody like that because he's pressing, 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 pressing constantly against you. I'm surprised it's 50-50. I, I, I mean, this, this will be the thing. I mean, again, you know, when, you know, when you think of... It, for, for me, it seems like more of a riskier fight for the Gale than it does for, for Eubank. I mean, Eubank's obviously coming off of the back yeah. of his, his loss. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I know that, that was a bit of a joke as well, wasn't it? All the I'll step in and take George Groves place and stuff like that. I know George was obviously beaten. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it was yeah. just like, you were, you were roundly beaten. Yeah. You know, go back to the drawing board. Come come back a bit more, you know, focused or whatever yeah. you want to call it, and and and, and show your stuff again. But, but uh, that's the know, Again, he, he, you know, it is, it, it is an interesting fight. Yeah. It's one that uh, I, I, I don't even know if it goes the distance. Mm. I, I wonder. I wonder if you know it will be two of them just going for it because, like you say, again, a little bit of uh, local needle there with them and. and you know, with the, with the two of these guys. Well, it's, uh, it's not it's not local needle. That needle goes back about five, six years um, yeah. to something that happened with uh, Eubank Senior and James DeGale. And I think it was something... I think Eubank Senior was trying to give James DeGale some advice. James DeGale 
dad, if I remember correctly, and, and people listening to this will probably go, no, 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 it's a, that's not a story, you fucking idiot, it's something totally different, but I'm going to tell the story, I'm going to tell my version of the story, my version of the story is that he, um, he, he had, a, a, let's say, a little, um, I think Eubank Senior was trying to advise James the Gale, James the Gale's dad didn't take to it, and James the Gale didn't take to it, there was a bit of an argument, Eubank Junior apparently saw it and was there, and it kind of kicked on from there because Eubank Jr. was saying years ago, yeah, I'm going to punish him, I'm going to get revenge from my dad. And yeah, so it goes it goes back a fair bit, mate. It's, it, it's, it's taken a while yeah. to get to this fight and I think Eubank Jr. is obviously looking at it and saying, yeah, the Gale's, you know, but done, he's been in really hard fights, he's he's getting to the end of... It's been a quite good, a decent career from him. He should have probably done bigger things and been in bigger fights and, and what I mean by that is probably in the UK there should have been bigger fights. Because um, he, he obviously pissed off to America and took the Al Heyman money, and we've not, you know, he, he's drifted yeah. off the radar a little bit in the UK, if that yeah. makes sense. So, I, 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 no, 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 but that's exactly what I'm saying. He, you know, he's one of those fighters that's always sort of been there. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, it just sort of feels like, yeah. uh, again, again I, I don't know, it just sort of feels like he's, he's one of those guys that, uh, you know, should have had bigger, you know, Bigger sort of bigger uh, fights. Office fights. Yeah. Than this, where now he's gone from being a relinquished world champion. And yeah. I, I can see why you know he, he gave it up and everything else. But being a, a world champion to sort of saying right, well, okay, now now as, as Billy Joe Saunders says, and this this will be a, another sort of test of that. You're fighting a guy who's maybe British level, and, and mm. you know that that is, is that what Chris Eubank is? Is he a is he a very good British level fighter? But we'll, not we'll find out much more than that. We'll find. We'll find. I, I think what 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 I mean for me, I'd like to have seen the Gale mat rematch. Obviously, George Groves. I'd love to have seen him fight Carol Froch as well, because I thought the two styles would have been would have been interesting. But he didn't really do that. He, he like I said, he passed off to America, and he's, he's obviously you know done that for for I, for I, monetary I reasons think, as well. I, I think the Carl Froch thing was done a long time. I mean, you know, the, I, I think the clever thing with the Groves uh, campaign with with Froch was. That he got under his skin, you mm. know. Um, I, I think there was a, you know, he, he, he sort of goaded him in the same way that, uh, you know, that uh, uh, David Hay goaded, uh, yeah. the, you know, the Klitschko's at the time, you know, and stuff like that. He, he, he really rallied for that fight and stuff like that. And you know, I remember the Gale talking about it at the time, and you know, he, he felt he really wanted a shot. It, it clearly was never going to happen. Carl Froch was at the end of his career. Yeah. Um, you know, and you know, the George Groves situation worked out. You know, yeah, albeit better for Carl Froch, in my opinion, because he got he got a oh, yeah. massive high. Um, you know, fighting at Wembley and stuff like that. Well, me, you, you, hit, you hit the thing in the head. He's never mentioned Wembley, Carl Froch either. You know, fighting in front of eighty thousand people. I don't, I don't think he's ever mentioned that. <laughs> Was it was it not Mayweather? Was it not Mayweather he had on a when he was he turned to the commentary and he was doing the you know the, the commentary side and he and he mentioned to Mayweather you know you might not know that I've fought in front of eighty thousand people at Wembley <laughs> and everybody was slagging him off for it and I thought he's just having a laugh do you know what I mean he's he's standing there with the best fighter in the world he's making fortunes he's he's having a giggle but the, the, one thing he said sorry no, mate okay come on no 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 sorry I was you know, again, in, in, in many a words, suggest it's one of these things that he's, you know, I, I, 
and rightly so. He's proud of the fact that at the end of his career, he's managed to fill Wembley Stadium, which which he hadn't done in any of his previous fights, and some of them were fantastic fights. You know? Mate, if I'd if I'd filled Wembley Stadium eighty thousand, beat my my main rival twice, or, or, or my main adversary probably wasn't rival in terms of to a boxing as such, but obviously the two of them didn't like each other. I'd have T-shirts. I'd be walking about in a permanent T-shirt. <laughs> With have you heard in a big picture of me in eighty thousand and Groves lying knocked out? I'd be cutting about with them all the time. I'd be cutting about my own house with them on, going, "Hey, look, check this out. I can you, that you're right." You know I mean, if I get, I said to someone the other day, if we get a thousand listeners or a thousand followers on Twitter, I'll be delirious. I'll probably get t-shirts printed for that as well. So you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be boss. I'd still be if I had his money as well. You know, I'd be going round Nottingham with a, with a car. You know, with a what is it the <laughs> instead of being paid. Instead of, instead of being instead of being painted, do you know what I mean? Just have it have it covered in your on your all your stuff. But yeah, that's 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 me, mate. I've unfortunately or fortunately for the world, done I've not done that. So yeah. But one of the things you mentioned earlier, and and I, th- I think I picked up when you're talking about Eubank, and and I th- I said he'd obviously forgot the boxing fundamentals. Lewis Ritson, um, boy from Newcastle, had a fight Saturday night, um, which he lost. And, and and he was out he was outboxed. Now Lewis Ritson was built up as the he was called the things like the the northeast Golovkin and and all that great stuff. He's a big he's a big puncher, pretty much as you can probably tell by the fact I've called him the, the northeast Golovkin. In case that wasn't the case, that wasn't clear to you, mate. Um, but he gets beat. Now one of the things I did note on that fight, or, or, or one of the notes I made, are do people constantly get caught up in the hype if someone is a big puncher? And through rose tinted specs, we don't see the fundamental flaws developing. And and, and and the reason I wrote that note to to speak about tonight is because when I was thinking back, and you've prob we've we've spoke about this before, when you watch a lot of big punchers, they do fall into the the the, the trap of forgetting boxing fundamentals. Nassim Hamed was one when he by the time he yeah. went to America, he was throwing these big corkscrew punches and doing all that great stuff, and he fought Kevin Kelly, and Kevin Kelly was. He was past his best. He wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't at the top of his game, but he was a really, really good fighter, Kevin Kelly. And when they had our absolute what's a fantastic fight, but Kevin Kelly drops him three times. And I remember watching that, and right at that point, I knew that he was never going to beat a Barrera or a Morales. Morales, I think, would have, would have stopped him because of the style. But he'd, he'd, he'd forgot about jabs and, and all that stuff and thinks, you know, I'm just going to walk in and have people and up until that point it had worked. But Kevin Kelly was a world-class operator and he was and he exposing us. And it was that night I thought, you're a fucking trainer. Because I think he started to split up with Brendan Ingle by this point as well, or yeah, he was just about to. And I always remember... Yeah, sorry, mate. No, 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 sorry. I don't mind interrupting your phone. Sorry. Nah. No, nah, you did. <laughs> discipline he had focus or whatever else maybe you know i mean there, there is that whole thing as well where a boxer gets to a certain level you know they, they've reached the pinnacle as far as they're concerned you know they, they've got money they're comfortable they you yeah. know uh, all, all, all the reasons they got into boxing for and things like that um and maybe the desire just goes you know in in terms of that but it, you know i don't think that was desire i thought i think that was over, it, it's, i think it's a it's bad coaching 
and I think it's overconfidence by the actual fighter themselves because when you go in and, and knock everybody over, you suddenly think, and that's what I saw, and, and Tyson was the other one that, that, that did that as well. He used to come in behind a jab because he was a small heavyweight, so he had to jab and, and, and he moved that head side to side and he came in and got underneath you and hammered you with the uppercuts and the hooks and you know tore you up inside. But he, if you watch when he starts to, to lose and he gets beat off Buster Douglas, he pretty much starts to negate the jab. The jab, so he doesn't jab, and then because he doesn't jab, he doesn't move the head. And and, and as soon as he stops that, he's pretty much a sitting duck. And I'll, I, they're the two fighters I remember watching. Hamed against Kevin Kelly, I said at that point, he's not going to beat the top guys. He's just not going... That, that doesn't work. That does not work. He did, I mean, he stopped Kevin Kelly, but that was because Kevin Kelly got over, overconfident as well because he dropped Naz and I think he went in for the kill. And Naz was a big puncher at the weight, and I remember watching it and thinking, "Fuck! If Kevin Kelly just boxes now, just boxes, doesn't get involved, he's going to win this." But he does get involved and gets carried away, and it's a fantastic fight. And Naz knocks, uh, he stops him. Um, but Tyson was very much the same, and that's what I've, I've been thinking: do 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 we look at rose tinted spectacles with these big punchers and just forget that we're not even looking at the boxing fundamentals and thinking, "Wow!" And, and they were building that guy up. I mean. To, to be called the, the, the northeast Golovkin and stuff, and now he's sitting, you know, three days after a fight, thinking, fuck, I've been built up so high, so he's been up a real high, and now he's probably at a real low, and I think we've set him up for that fall a little bit. Well, I mean, that, that happens just generally with those those sort of things, but, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, again, this is another thing of overhype. I mean, he was... Was he uh, seventeen? Seventeen fights, uh, yeah. eleven KOs. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, it's it's it's, it's not quite Golovkin territory anyway. No, so no. For me, it's overhyped. Uh, and uh, on, on the other side of that, I think, like you say, probably much like us looking through it with rose tentacles. Rose tentacles. Rose tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking again this week, Marty. Yeah. You, you know, you, be, you need to tell me in advance this time if you've been in a wine, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but with the rose-tinted spectacles, you know, you've got that, you know, yeah. we, we look at it like that because we're sitting there going, I mean, who doesn't like to see a, you know, a brilliant knockout and there's some yeah. across yeah. the ring, struts in, left, right, he's gone, you know, or, or just, a <laughs> punt, the guy's gone and just like, wow, you know, um, and yet, like you say, you look at mine and you go, oh, this guy looks good. He looks, But like you say, he's not, he's not been tested. So, he's mm. not, you know, a lot of fighters don't get pushed past that, you know, maybe one a five round area, you know. And then when, when they suddenly do, you find out that they haven't got a gas tank. They haven't, you know, like you say, they or, or either that they go long enough. That, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they believe their own shit. Yeah. They, you know, they, they start going, well, I guess I've just got to walk in. Pretty much. Have to train. Just going and bash them up, mate. That's it. Just as, going as, and bash as, them. As, as, yeah, no, I think Conor Ben was another one for me recently that's fell into that trap as well, where he's he's, he's obviously got the name from his dad and he goes in and he he lost to that, that was a, a Belgian guy, I think, who came in and I think he's a, I think the rematch then he avenged uh, or, he, or, he, or he beat him in the rematch and stuff, but the first fight he goes in and thinks I'm just going to go in and bash the guy up pretty much like his dad did a lot of people, but um, sometimes these guys aren't their dad and they get because they've got so much hype. I sometimes think when you've got that name, it's great to use it. Eubank Junior's probably a millionaire. Well, I don't know. That's my bit of lie. I don't know if he is, but he's probably he's done well at a career from not really achieving 
anywhere near the heights of his of his dad. But he's made, he's done that because of the name. And I sometimes think if I was one of the kids, I'd probably want to change my name so as no one knew who I was. So you don't have that. That <laughs> do you know what I mean? You're you're there to make money, but if you think you're a top fighter, you maybe go. I can. I don't really know if I need the the pressure that's going to bring. Because everyone's expecting me to fight like my dad, so everyone's expecting Conor Ben to go in and smash everybody up, and then everyone's yeah. expecting Eubank Junior to be this real tough, you know, eccentric um, boxer come puncher. I don't even know what you describe Eubank Senior as actually. You know, you've got boxer yeah. punchers, and then you've got your pure boxers, and then you've just got your fighters, and you look at Chris Eubank Senior and go, I, I don't really know what he was. He was a bit. It was a bit of everything, wasn't it? He was a bit. He was eccentric. I, loved, I liked his dad. His dad was, his dad was good. Any, any black guy that any black guy that goes to fight a, a white German and comes down on a Harley Davidson with fireworks, <laughs> is is up is is again. He's he's up there. Mate. He's going. Oh, you're brilliant. You are fantastic. That's I can't remember the name of the German guy he fought as well. But a black guy fighting a white German and he comes down off the fucking ceiling on top of Harley Davidson. And his entrance, she's going, you're brilliant, you're, you're my yeah, hero. Just great, great fun, Chris Eubanks. Yeah, he was. I mean, he, he was a, he, he played a brilliant pantomime, but I mean, you know, with the Ben Eubank stuff, it was just, uh, you know, I, I can't even look at this man, I can't talk to him, you know, I'm just not going <laughs> to, just sitting there going, that, that is brilliant psychology, mate. it's just, you know. It was funny just, though, man. Just, 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 just you know, ben, it, bless him, just. Just really rip the desk up, and jump across the table, and, and hit him there. But um, yeah, he, 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 he is good fun. But you know, again, behind that, he, like you say, you could back it up. A lot. Yeah, he could. He could. He, he, he tough as tough as nails. Yeah. Just uh, could, could box. Uh, you know, did, did very very good fighter for me. Yeah, no, he's, I, I, I love these dad, and I think because he's I liked his dad so much, I think I've given his son maybe more. Leeway and and I've not looked for 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 the fundamental faults and his boy. I've thought, do you know what I mean? Because at one time I think, I think I was saying to you he would go, he would beat Golovkin, and now I'm thinking, what the fuck was I thinking? I was I wasn't looking at it properly. I was I was getting caught up in the in the hype and you know the Eubank name and I think again I think because I liked his dad so much. His dad was a good. I thought, what was there a story about Eubank Senior? He, he was um. Remember they done the the, the the middleweights on Sky and it was like you or super middleweights and you had the four or five, I think Kozagi, Eubank, Steve Collins and stuff. And Eubank, if you remember, was a a replacement for Steve Collins. Yeah. And when he fought Kozagi came in as a late replacement, and that's a great fight as well. You go back and watch that and see how good Joe actually, Joe was. It was a surprise because he was he was really, really young at the time and he's fucking you know, he's going to war with somebody like Eubank and it was it was a good fight, but because Collins pulled out of the fight before the, they walked into that studio because Aggie tells the story that he's like that to, to Chris because him and Chris are pals um, and he sort of says Chris you remember and asked Steve why he pulled out of the fight <laughs> and you know Steve Collins Steve Collins is a really intense guy at the best of times so they're sitting and you can see you see, we see Eubank's brain just sitting going wait for it wait for it and then he goes so why did you pull out of the fight and starts calling, basically insinuating that Steve Collins is a coward and stuff? Collins just got off his head. Kozagi sitting laughing, looking you backs off his head. He's going, yeah, why did you pull out of that fight? But what was that? Oh, God, sorry to tell you so many Eubank stories. Do you remember that? Do you remember, remember Eubank had a lisp, right? And he was well known for the lisp. Do you know, I think I told you this story before, he went and spent something like fucking ridiculous amount of money, like 20 grand on, on, on fixing his teeth. Because that's why he had the lisp. Because I think he had a gap through the front of his teeth. 
that made yeah. him th- made him lift. So he went. But the story goes, he went because I think you told himself he spent like twenty grand in fixing his teeth, and he, he gets his teeth fixed, and he goes home and he starts to speak, and the lisp is gone, but the new teeth have gave him a whistle. <laughs> They spent twenty grand for a whistle. I couldn't move for him. So, could you imagine spending twenty grand? And he's going to come home, and he's told the family that you know that's going to fix the lift and stuff, and I'm not going in my lift. And he walks through the door and goes, "Her." <laughs> the family they must have been in tears. He'd been holding on. Imagine that. And you went. You've spent twenty grand. And you've bought yourself a fucking dog whistle, pretty much. Oh man. But anyway, we we, we digress in the the old the old Eubank stories. Um, wanted to cover another couple of things as well. We have, well, we spoke about last week, we spoke about a possibility of Mayweather fighting McGregor again and stuff, but it's come out that it's a possibility that Khabib might fight Mayweather. And it's looking as if it's a possibility because Mayweather's going, Mayweather's obviously sitting going, yeah, that's easy money. Do you know what I mean? If we box, I mean, I mean Khabib's not known as a boxer because he hits McGregor with one good right hand. Doesn't make him... You know, if they put the two of them in and said, yeah, you can't take McGregor to the ground, I'm thinking McGregor will probably smash Khabib to bits, you know, <laughs> he's not a striker. And now they're speaking about this, what do you think about that? Because I know you were you, you did not like the Conor McGregor fight, or fight Mayweather, Mayweather in the first place, so... No. It's, it, it's just they're looking at it going, oh, if we could get just some of the money that they got for the yeah. McGregor Mayweather thing. The most, you know, half of, half of the entertaining thing about the, the Mayweather McGregor thing is, is just probably the personalities of them when they're doing their, trying to sell the show when they're doing their, you know, their, yeah. their pre fight press and stuff like that. And, you know, because they're both big, larger than life characters, that works with, you know, May, Mayweather, you know, is counteractive on on everything. Yeah. You know, he's, he's sort of a counter puncher in that respect until he's, you know, worked out what he's going to do with the fight. And yeah. Then he, he does that when he's he's engaging people into in terms of you know the head to heads and the you know so he let Connor do all his chat and then he'll yeah. come back with his bits and things like that. You know. And well, but, I think uh, I think Connor, Connor won the chat stuff. I mean, as much as as, as Mayweather can do, he does a lot of the money thing. But McGregor is he's very quick witted. When he said to Mayweather when they went on stage, McGregor was in his suit and all that stuff, and Mayweather turns up with a, a skip cap on and a, a trackie. He turns in and calls him, says, dress your age, man, you look like a 15-year-old breakdancer or something like that. Fucking me, even Mayweather's guys were laughing at that because he's like, dress your age, man. You're 40 years of age. You come and dress like a, you dress like a breakdancer. I was going, oh, mate. But, but that for me, I mean, that, you know, basically, as far as I'm concerned, he, 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 got, he, he might as well have got just as much money for that joke as he did for that fight because that's exactly what it was. Yeah, obviously. Um, it, 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 for me, it should never even have Um, you know to to, to push yourself up to 50 and 0 and go well yeah I beat a guy who's not actually really you know known as a boxer excellent fighter but not a a boxer again another rose tinted moment in the fact that you know everyone in UFC and other things are watching this guy and he's he's knocking guys out left right and centre and going oh he could probably box a bit and then you go oh yeah it's, you know, again, if you were going to do that, maybe start to the bottom and work up, not start at the top. No. <laughs> you know? So, uh, but, 
uh, we're not a, we're not a fan of the Khabib. I'm not a fan of the Khabib thing either. McGregor, I could see because McGregor's a he, he is a striker, you know. And you go right, he's a striker. He's going, but Khabib's a wrestler. He, like I said, if you hits, hits McGregor with one right hand, and they'd said after that the reason he probably because John Cavanaugh, McGregor's coach, said McGregor's actually really embarrassed about that, and the reason that he said they landed that punch was because they 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 concentrated sorry so much in Khabib taking McGregor down. They're not expecting to hit him with that right hand, and that's how he, he says that's literally why we get caught with it. We were not expecting him to to, to do that. It will just concentrate and take down, take down, take down defense, and he bangs him with the right hand. He says, and Connor's actually quite <laughs> quite embarrassed by the fact that he even hit him with it um, because he doesn't throw it in a conventional way. He said he said if a boxing coach was to to look at that, he would take you know he would take that apart because he doesn't throw it properly. But because he doesn't throw it properly, that's why it also lands because it's 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 a it's a pretty crude punch. Um, you're, t- you're talking about fights where guys basically can yeah. run off, off off of the side of the the, the octagon and f- start a flying punch. I've saw a guy do that actually. It's amazing. Go wow! What the fuck's going on? No, no, but that's what I'm saying. They do that. You know, yeah. And then suddenly you're you know you're facing the guy face on, and then yeah. Suddenly I just don't think he was. Just, I don't think they respect. They just said they 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 just trained. He concentrated too much in defence. And McGregor was McGregor was looking to for the, to block a, a a takedown rather than expecting this punch and it it does cut when it's a belt it catches him McGregor's McGregor's got a great chin and you know what I mean he's, he's lucky he's got a great chin because that would be really embarrassing that you're a striker and and Khabib who's a wrestler has knocked you out with a right hand because that would yeah that wouldn't you know I don't, I don't know I know what you're saying typically that would be the case yeah but you've got to, you've got to remember again these these guys are fighters and yeah they can punch and you know kick and elbow and everything else yeah so you know it's only got to be the right angle at the right time and you, you, your, your concentration's there your timing's off your distance is is, is slightly out um and, and you know and, and someone's connected with you and, and you know you are seeing stars or whatever again it's a, it's the other thing from a puncher who could give a punch but maybe can't take yeah, one as so well you know you th- spend so many time knocking people out yeah somebody gets hit themselves yeah I think we're both in agreement then that, that that's just a fucking that's a circus show and, and, and most people I mean I wanted to see McGregor Mayweather because it was just interesting although I knew Mayweather would, would, would stop him and I knew Mayweather would outbox him well, I, oh, I, I, well, I did want to see that, and there's been again. I've been speaking to people on 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 Twitter and and, and other places about Pacquiao and Mayweather. I'm saying, yeah, but Mayweather beat him. Mayweather would always beat Pacquiao. It's, 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 I think they're dreaming because again, they're getting caught up with that big puncher thing that Pacquiao's going to come in and blah 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 and go. Mayweather would be younger and faster, and you know all that sort of stuff as well. You're not you're not putting you're not comparing apples with apples. You're, you're taking a really old Mayweather and saying we're going to stick in a peak Pacquiao. And, and and see what happens. And you're going. Yeah, even up, even then, I think Mayweather would still beat him. But the one, sorry, the point, mate. The point for me is, yeah. That, you know, just so you keep on with that, mm. that sort of theme with Mayweather was, you know, Marquez was the perfect fight if you like pre back out. Yeah. Fight because it, it, you know, all, all you saw Marquez head do during that Mayweather market was just go bump, 
Oh, he, he, he boxed the head off Marquez that night. Yeah, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. And, I, and that's all I could see happening with Pacquiao. Yeah. I see Pacquiao yeah. being near him. And I thought, this is going to be a boring fight. Um, I hate to say it. I mean, I, 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 you know, I, 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 would have, I would have more interest in, and I've said this to you before, about watching Khan fight Mayweather. Only bit where, mm. to see if his speed caused him any problems. Whether, you know... Whether, whether he, you know, how he would cover up differently, whether, whether, he, well, whether he would take a different stop to a guy who, who you know, adopted a, yeah. sort of a slight different stance to a guy who can come forward and throw as quick as Khan does. Well, I don't think anyone throws quite as quick as Khan does. It's funny we've moved on him. It's funny we've moved on to Amir, mate, because I had my notes. Does Marty still dislike Amir Khan? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We're I'm a shite bag, and I stand by that for the kill thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Khan is, you know, he is a headliner because, mm-hmm. you know, because come on, Marty, let it come out. Come on, it's going to come eventually. You're going to get it out. You're going to go, but there's a, there's a. He's a shite bag to kill. I'm sticking by that, but I don't. I still, I still like to watch his fights because. Who would you like to win if he fought Mayweather? You, you just don't know what's happening. Who, who would you, who would you like, who would you like to win if he fought Mayweather? Fuck off, Marty. <laughs> you're full of shit. You're just, you're... That, that would, honestly, that would, that, would, that, would, that would make me laugh. I do for nothing else. Just to see how Mayweather would handle that because you're going, he'd have to lose the best ever. I mean, I don't think it would happen. I genuinely don't. But um, like I said, he'd have to lose all that best ever and all this sort of stuff. And, and you know, I mean, still is probably the, one of the best ever. But he, he, he uh, you know... I, I just, uh, I just think it would be funnier. Ah, uh, mate, for it, for anyone, li- anyone listening, this Marty's full of shit with this one because he'd be sitting with his TBE hat on, shouting on, shouting on Floyd. So don't let him kid you on that he's, he's suddenly an affinity with Amir. I think oh, you're just. No, I, I, honestly, I, I would, I would laugh. I think you're worried he's coming round to the house, mate. That's what it is. It's, it's fine, buddy. It's fine. Listen, uh, if you don't like the guy, it's absolutely fine. I get it. It's, you know, it's, it's... Uh, I do, I do genuinely. <laughs> Okay. Just draw a line under, just that. Draw a line under that. So the, the other thing, sorry mate, what you no, going to say? No, 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 do, no. Do you know the other thing I made in my notes? Because last week, obviously, I slagged off um, commentators and writers and you know these guys who have never boxed, never been in a ring, never you know been in an octagon, never sparred, who write about boxing and the question fighters' heart. And I was thinking about it after it, and I thought, do you know what? I'm full of shit a little bit with that one because I've boxed before and sparred and, and, and done all that great stuff but I've never been in an octagon so I did write notes down and you've you've saw the notes that I've sent you over and I've wrote should we go to a gym to be punched leg kicked and choked <laughs> now that just sounds like one of your weekend parties mate uh, but nah I've not, I've not put nipple clamps and wax in there mate so oh, <laughs> if, if you see if you see if you see me mention nipple clamps and hot wax then but Oh, Marty, where are you going with this? This isn't that sort of show. <laughs> um, just, 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 draw, just draw a line under that one as well, mate. You're a sick, sick man. Um, no, but... No, I, I, I think there's... Uh, you know, I mean, look at us. I mean, we're, we're just having a laugh, having a chat, talking about things we like. I'm being serious. And, and I'm, like I'm, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm being serious. I understand what you're, understand what you're saying, but your, 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 your point was about people... Yeah. Come into it and make 
maybe haven't experienced and stuff yeah. like that. And, and it's like anything else, you know, if you if you want to be the top star and know every in and out, remember every nuance yeah. of fights and things like that, then, then fair enough, devote your time to it. And no, but Marty. Go into it and do it and, and all the rest of it. Marty. If, if, should, should we go to a gym to be punched, kicked? And I don't mean kicked in the head or punched in the head. I mean punched. I've, I've been punched, so you can you can just get punched. Um, but so what? So I've, I've done that. Have you been leg kicked before? Because apparently it's not nice. Have you been choked? So what we're saying is, I need to go and get punched, leg kicked, and yeah, choked you, out. I tell you what, you come back and tell us how sore it is. Right? Okay. You know, no, 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 no. Because we should, we we need to go and we need to either video it or um, I, I, I think, there, there needs to be audio. There needs to be audio of me screaming like a girl. <laughs> ah, what are you doing? But no, I think. I think you were just trying to strangle me. No, 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 mate. If I wanted to do that, I'd invite you down for dinner. Um, but the. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is, if anyone's listening to this who is a part of a MMA gym or a boxing gym with MMA fighters, I'm going to do it because I think I slagged a lot of people off, and it's not a stunt. I actually want to go and go because I thought, I think, do you know what? I've slagged everyone off about that, and I've all experienced a small part of it. So I do want to go and do it. If nothing else, it'll, I think a lot of people that know me will take great pleasure in seeing me getting punched, kicked, and strangled. So. Um, yeah, so if there's anybody listening to this who, because I'm based in Gla- I'm based in Glasgow, I know I'm setting myself up, mate. I'm fucking 44 years old. If what you, am I doing? If you want to beat the shit out of me, yeah. No, invite me down to the gym. We'll go down to the gym and we'll, 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 we'll I'll try it. But we'll, we'll, there'll be some parameters because I'm not getting kicked in the fucking head or anything like that. I'll get some. Um, yeah, I might even I might I might even do around the sparring. I might even spar an MMA fighter. Having never done any MMA before, but. Um, in my head, for some reason, I'm mani- I think I might manage to get through it. Probably not. Probably get the shit kicked at me. But yeah. So if anybody's listening, knows any MMA fighters or has a gym in Glasgow or surrounding area, then yeah, get in touch and line me up to get choked, kicked, and punched. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Probably, <laughs> probably not. Well. Not well. Yeah, well, you know, we, we do we do know what they're called, Marty, you know. Yeah, we do, we do, we do, we do know. It's uh, Is that not the classifieds? Is that not, was it, is, did you get it on Reddit or something? I don't know, mate, I don't know. You could probably tell me, you know. Anyway, so, <laughs> but the other thing I wanted to do as well, because we're going to kind of finish up shortly, because we're kicking on for about, oh, where are we? About an hour, yeah, so we're, we've kicked on again. The, again, leading in for the commentator thing, I have privately slagged a lot of the commentators off and I'm going to do it in, in public. I cannot, for the life of me, get my head around how some of these guys have got to where they are. One of them's Ariel, Her- Ari- Ariel Harwani, I think I'm saying his name. He's the guy that does the... He's like, he's not a UFC commentator because Dana White doesn't like him, right? Dana White hates him. But he's he's, he's been involved in, in, in interviewing people for UFC about UFC and MMA for years and now he's getting on Fox and all that great stuff but he's got the personality of a fucking wall he, every time I watch him I go that guy is so bland and I don't know if it's because he's so bland he gets the jobs because they don't really want anyone to have any you know controversial personality but there's him and then there's, there's is it Coogs 
they call him for basically what, what is matchroom sport and they've got the personality of Walls Coog sounds like you know I don't think he's got more than one level of voice and I don't know the guys I'm not saying they're not nice people but for me when I watch them I'm going eh is that is that it and everyone might listen to me and say yeah well you know who do you interview and stuff like that but I'm sure if I got interviews with Conor McGregor and you know the top boxers I'd, I'd have some sort of personality to bring to it and for me when I watch these guys I just want to go oh and turn off and I get frustrated by it because they're they're, they're kind of they're, well they're not kind of they're towards the top of the game and the the kind of commentary and I keep saying commentary that's not the right word is it it's the the, the people that add commentary they call them colour commentators don't they um, and interviewers and, and, and I can't get my head around how they've managed to get so high up <laughs> it fucking well, fucks me off could, could, could be for a number of things but the point is again if if, if these people are that bad you know, mm. you know that's, that's it's like you say it's a podcast we're doing it or yeah. you know, you're putting this out as a podcast or whatever you know we're doing it people might go oh these two sound like a bunch of twats probably uh, yeah. you know, people might go oh he's alright you know and, and, and that's what it is when you put something out. Mm. Um, you know, but you know what I mean, though. If, if you, some, some you know, people might like it because they get you know. What blandness? It's, it's just it's one of not so much just it being bland. It's it's bland. It's, you know, for you and it may be for a lot of other people, but there may be some people like it and go, well, you get all the noise of hype and shouting and people frying things and. You no, know, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about you. A comparison, right? You've got. And, and again, it's not or nothing personal against these people. It's just what I'm seeing, and I can't get my head around when I watch them. I go, uh, Steve Bunce. Steve Bunce has got a personality. Steve Bunce is, you know, he's gregarious and he, he's he's funny, and he, you know he's got. He's, he knows his stuff. As well. he, yeah, he knows his. He does know really know his stuff. And then you, put, if you put him side by side with one of these guys, you'd go, uh, that's not the same thing. It's like. It's like watching, you know, um, second division Scottish football in the morning and then you watch, you know, the El Clasico at night and you go, that's not the fucking same thing. <laughs> they're, they're not even in the same league. But yet, outside of the main networks, these guys are growing and growing and growing and growing. And I've always wondered, how the fuck, are they part of the Illuminati? Is it, <laughs> you know, are they, are they part of the Bilderberg group or, or, or something like that? Is there something going on that I don't get? And, no, if I'll probably they'll probably get sent this, and then they'll be they'll be looking to to leg kick me, choke me, or punch me in the face, which is, is good luck. Coogs might Coogs looks as if he might be quite a big guy, and maybe boxed before and stuff like that. But Ari Hawani can suck my balls. <laughs> Ari Hawani's not beating anything. You can tell him that as well. He can suck my balls. He need to get one of the UFC fighters to help him. Um, but Coogs, I'm not so sure of it, mate. I'm not. I need to, I need to check that out. He's a uh, He's a, he, I think he made a boxed and stuff before, so I need to I need to watch what I'm doing and make sure he doesn't he doesn't beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come round and, and do and threaten me in his monotone voice, which would be quite scary, wouldn't it? I can't do it. I can't even attempt to do an accent, mate. You you could probably do a cook better than I can, since you're from the same neck of the world neck of the world. I think. Yeah, yeah. is that it? is that your cook's impression? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Pretty good, mate. Pretty, that's pretty much it, mate. So well, Billy Joe. Uh, it's like, oh my god, mate. Can any level to that voice? Anyway, we digress. But I'm going to be a bit controversial before we finish up. Um, and you need to, you don't need to give your views on it. But I'm going to do it. 
I spoke to you the other day about the podcast and, and it's leading on for commentators and this is going to really fuck some people off but I'm going to pre- I'm going to start with this is nothing against women in general or, or anybody in general this is just something I've observed and I want people to give me their opinion on it I've wrote affirmative action hires in sport and what I mean by that is that we now have a plethora and I'm going to use boxing of ladies um, who have appeared fairly recently, the last maybe five years, who are now fronting up Sky Sports, uh, Sky Sports Box and the pay-per-view. And, um, we've got a few ladies who are, let's say, interviewing fighters and it's going in, you know, the matchroom sport thing and all that great stuff. Michelle Phelps is, is the lady I was meaning. Now, not to say these ladies aren't great. They've, some of them have got journalist degrees, which, which I fucking haven't so they're, they're a step up from that but really? the, yeah but the way I see it is Michelle Phelps was a maximum model I think and then she's suddenly rising again to the top within you know uh, let's say the, the, the interview side of things and in, in a sport which as far as I'm aware she's never done which leads into the, the way I also criticise men for that as, as well but it seems to me what they're, what they're doing is they're going right there's this big thing about you know, there's got to be a certain percentage of women, there's got to be a certain percentage of Chinese people, there's got to be a certain percentage of white people, so on and so forth across everything, you know, com- corporate companies, government, police, you know, you name it. And that seems to have leaked in. And I look at it and sometimes I think, what they're basically doing is they're just fucking hiring models because they've got 70,000 people following them on Instagram. And that's great, but it's, it, it, it to me it brings the sport down a little bit because I don't want to see a sport which I love, being go down the kind of PC route all the time. I want the best people in the job, and I'm looking at some of these things and going, "This, this is this is bullshit." And it's not to say they're not they're not due an opinion, but suddenly we're getting more and more, and I don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It seems to be going down the Instagram fame route, and it's leaking more and more into boxing and UFC and all that great stuff. So I don't know if you have an opinion on it, mate, but. I don't, I, don't, I don't like it because I think we're just playing towards the Instagram fame thing and, you know, has she bent over in tight yoga pants? Hire her. It's, it's bullshit. Uh, no. <laughs> over <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, I, think it is, I, mean. um, I don't think, on a wider scale, you know, at the end of the day, if we're talking about, you know, oh, filling a quota, mm. you know, I want to know if somebody's a, a brain surgeon and they're the breast yeah, surgeon, yeah, yeah. male or female, yeah. I want well, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't give a stuff about that. Um, but you know, when we were talking about things like this, media things, mm. all, all those sorts of things, you know, um, I, 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 I understand what you're saying there in terms of, oh, you, you know, you want experts, you want. This, I want the best person. I don't want but, but, I mean, someone yeah, hired because they've got their arse out in, in, in Instagram. sports are necessarily that way yes you know there are other people that you know have you looked at the instagram (laughs) clearly not clearly well um but you know i mean i've seen that uh um animal house on uh yeah you know she always she always comes across as a competent you know uh, yeah really good really good interviewer and 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 presenter basically because that's that's effectively 
you know what she's doing. I've, 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 you know, I've, I, don't, I don't doubt that she she enjoys the sport of boxing and likes hmm. it. I, I, I probably don't have that well, big a deal about that side of it. Uh, if she did, there's no history of it. There's no there's no history of her being involved in it or have shown an interest in it up until she got a job. And did she get the job because they're trying to fill a quota? And it's not anything against women. If, if I, I my frustration comes in that. Right, great, she's a great talker. Yes, she can interview people, but she could probably interview people about anything, whether it was tennis, carpet bowls. You know, there's there's fighters, there's female fighters out there that could, for me, if, if they would have more credibility. You've got um, Chrissy Martin, you have obviously Leila Ali, and various others that, that I have never saw at the front of this. And it's just, again, it's nothing against the people and it's nothing against women. If it's going to be if great, if the if the if it's the right person, but it just seems to me they're, they're, they're trying to go down the kind of PC route, and I'm I'm kind of looking at it, and it's, it's putting me off some of the things a little bit because I I see it as a stunt or a or a fill a quota thing, and it's like you know. Yeah. No, well, I mean I, I can take your point now, but I think I mean why the, why those other people haven't haven't gone into mm. you know the, the you know the, the boxing side of things to talk about. I mean you know I mean. I, th- I think you've seen more of a rise in women's boxing, you know, your Nicola Adams, your yeah, you have, yeah, and yeah. people like that, you know, that probably when they get to the end of their careers, you know, may may move into that, yeah. you know, uh, and, 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 you know, sort of take take these roles and be, you know, the people talking about the yeah. uh, sport, with, you know, with a great deal of knowledge and respect. Of course the they have, yeah. What, what, you know, what, what they've achieved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I mean, I've... I, you know, in terms of, as I said, you know, on the, on the brain surgeon side of things, and when it matters, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, I want, I want, but in, in terms of this, you know, as long as you've got, you know, I mean, you look, you look at the the, the head of Sky, Sky Sports Boxing, Adam yeah. Smith, and, and Johnny Nelson, who have been mainstays there yeah. for a long time. You know, they're, they're knowledgeable guys about boxing. Obviously, Johnny been a boxer himself. Yeah. Um, you know, they bring in Paulie Malinaji. I think yeah. he, he's very good. He comes across very well. Um, you know. Carl Froch from time to time and things like that. You know, David Hay drops in and out of these things. Stevie Bunce and people like that. You know, um, and, and, you know, they're, they're, they're all uh, excellent guys. But I, I, I don't have a problem with it, with with that being a, you know, being a mix. And, you know, but is it, but does it, should it be, a, is it a mix because you're trying to fill a, a, a quota? Or is it a mix because there's a genuine mix? That's what I'm getting at. I'm not getting at that you well, shouldn't, no, they shouldn't, you shouldn't have any women involved. Or you shouldn't, but, I'm looking at more and more, and it goes across all sports, football, and any sport you can name. It's, it seems to be more and more and more prevalent. And you're going, this is this is starting to look like bullshit, guys. This is looking like you. And I and again, some of the the, the ladies are, are great. They've got journalist degrees and stuff. But when you look into their history, there's no history they were involved in the UFC or boxing. There's no history they showed an interest in it. The history is that they've been a talking head for pretty much any sport. That they they, they, they you know they could go and read the news. They could go and. And, and and that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's the same with the, with the guys who have never boxed and stuff. That, that gets that frustrates me that way. I don't want to see the the it kind of it puts me off. It does put me off. I don't. It, but you could you could say that about football. I mean, you know, like well, you've, you've had people like John Motson, John yeah. Pierce, um, you know, just to, just to name one or two. You know, um, who have been doing it for years. Jonathan Pierce for me, one of the guys growing up, I loved listening to. As a, yeah. You know, if, I, if I'm in the car or something and I'm driving, so because he, he brings the atmosphere of the game yeah. to me. Um, you know, again. So, in, in that sense, I mean, mate, I mean, would. As far as, as far as I'm aware, Adam Smith's never boxed. Yeah. Um, 
goals, but your no. knowledge and, and love of the sport and, and 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 everything else. I mean, he possibly has. So forgive me if that's wrong, but uh, you know, he, 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 you know, again, he, there's just certain people, yeah. like Murray Walker and people like that, with uh, with Formula One. That but was Murray Walker not a racing driver at one point as well? This is what I'm getting at. You you, you tend to find no, that no, the real good guys are the guys who have actually they've done it and they've went on. Because ask you that, ask you this question. Right, I'm going to ask you this. Going to ask you this. Going to ask you this. If a woman started commentating on, a woman commentating in any sport, football, boxing, anything like that, and it was it was male participants, would that put you off? If if a woman was 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 comment actually commentating, not standing there interviewing a fighter, and you know, and which is which pretty. If if you've got a journalist degree and you're you're a, you know you're in the media, you could go and interview anyone. You know you just get notes or you've got a teleprompter and you just look at your notes and go. I need to ask that question, that question, that question. I don't really need to add anything to it. You know I don't need to. You're not. I'm not going to give some analysis about how they should come in behind a jab and switch to the right and move to the left. You know none of that seems to happen. They could talk about anything, but would it put you off if you started so see? Would it put you off if it was women commentating? Like actually calling the fight? Um, um, no, I don't, I don't think it would. If it's if again, for me, it, it, it can quite often come down to, you know, and again, I come back to the Adam Smith and the individual. He's commentating. He's talking about, you know, or you know, literally telling you what's happening the way Jonathan Pierce would or someone else when when you're watching that. Yeah, and that's effectively all they're doing with alongside a boxer. Yeah. Who's, who's who's also the you know really the. The, the brains, if you like, in terms of you know, um, you know, having been in there, having seen it, done it, yeah, you know, felt the punches and everything else, being able to tidy up the bits. That yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as they're competent in doing it and and can put it away, uh, in, in in or put it across in such a way that you're going, yeah, yeah, I, I you know, I can feel yeah, yeah. enthusiasm. They're selling the fight yeah. while they're while they're telling me about it. Then I, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, but, mate, I agree with I you on that one. Prevalent. I'm not, nobody's done it yet, have they? So, nah. you know, the, the jury's out. On that. Well, see, that, that's the, yeah, no, listen, I agree with you, mate. I think what, what I'm trying to say and, and, and what you are saying is that if the person's the right person for the job um, and, and can do the job competently and well and engages you and does all the things, then there's, there's not an issue with it. It's just because I, I was looking at some, when I was thinking about the commentators who'd never boxed before, I started coming across a lot of commentators who, and people who who looked as if they'd been injected into positions. Do you get what I mean? They've been, you've been forced into it because there's there's suddenly a, a societal, you know, view that you need to have X, Y, and Z amounts to reflect the population and stuff. And I said, and I was thinking, it doesn't really work like that. You know, you don't have X that many people that can go and deliver that um, and and have that kind of experience. So you can't sometimes force a a quota into to certain positions and when I started looking at it I was looking I went oh, right this is interesting let's see what background some of some of these people have got and I started looking and then there was a lot it was starting to come up they were Instagram famous and there was models and I'm going this looks like bullshit this looks like basically people are trotting them out because of the way they look and, and not because there's any real substance behind it and because they need to inject it into to fill in a PC quota and it I kind of start going. Oh, this is that's, that's bullshit as well. But well, I mean, the, hmm. the thing is, you think of, you think of any good presenting thing, you know, uh, you know, typically there is 
a man and a woman presenting. Yeah, but the I was, reason they do mm. that is because there's different tonalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so, somebody adds a lighter, prettier tone or something. You know, and, and, and you know, yeah, but that's all right if you're on Good Morning, you're on bloody Good Morning Britain or whatever it is, mate. But we're talking about it. It's a, it's a different thing. It was, just, it was just something that was in my head, mate. Like I said, it's nothing against women or, you know, I don't want these women to do well. And, and, and I, I, I don't necessarily mind it as such, but I do, I, when I looked at it, I thought, maybe uh, I can start to smell bullshit again with, it, with some of this. And it's, it, it, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like things like that in general. That's the, that's the thing when I see it, I go, hmm, this is, you know, like you said, you want your brain surgeon to be... <laughs> The best brain surgeon. You don't care what that brain surgeon looks like or what sex they are. You want that brain surgeon to be able to do the job. And I know the commentary things are totally. It's a totally different ball game. But everything I look at, I go, yeah, the best person for the job. I don't just then start injecting things because there's a you know there's a societal pressure on it. And you know I don't. Uh, yeah, but I agree with you, mate. I don't have a problem with it as long as as long as people are. Now, Kate, do you know the other thing you mentioned? That, well, no, it wasn't that. It was just because I would get frustrated by because I started, I did see, start seeing a pattern to what their backgrounds were, you know. The, the, and when I was looking into it, I was going, let's let's check out Instagram. And you're going, nah, this is, this is. And, it, and, and, and in a real way, it's actually, it, it's a bit sexist towards those women because they're, they're effectively, for no matter what people say, they're effectively trotted out, most of them because of the way they look. And you're going, should it not be about sub substance rather than appearance? Because that's the way society says to look at things. Yeah, it doesn't matter well, how somebody looks. And but yeah, but then you, that that's the and other thing. That, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, are you putting somebody pretty on screen, or are you putting somebody the know, substance? So yeah. Female boxer who's got you know Jay Crouch or someone actually maybe not. Well, yeah. Um, you know, as attractive as as uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but does she know more about boxing and things like that? Of course. You know, yeah, but again, it's it, because it is a job and it is an art as well. You know, just as boxing's an art, they've still got to be able to come across like they're. Of course, you know, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that they haven't been hit too many times no. in the head, or they can string a sentence together. You know. Nah, mate. No, I said it was one of the things you said during it as well. Actually, made me think. Oh, do you know what? I might be looking at it a little bit wrong as well. Is when you said. There's more female boxers coming through, Nicola Adams and, and people like that. And I thought, yeah, well, now, now maybe I can get it. Now maybe I would get why even you would inject somebody in because there's, there's there's more female boxers coming through and it's becoming more prevalent in the sport. And I went, yeah, that, that, I, I could see why even injecting somebody into a position would work in, in that sense and it'd be, would be of value because, you know, there are women speaking about women and men speak about men you know women know women better than men know women so i was th what you said i went 
yeah, that's actually maybe something I've not thought about. So, but yeah, no. Nah, anyway, it's it's not it's nothing to do with with if, if it was if I was watching something and it it was all women and they injected some guy in it, I'd be sitting going, what the fuck's he doing there? Why is he there? Why is he qualified? You know, a guy, a guy, a guy speaking about fucking like women's volleyball is probably not the best example. But you get what I mean. If suddenly there was like there was a sport like, like netball and it'd always been women commentary and you know women calling it and stuff and then suddenly they'd injected a man in there to fill a quarter I'd still be going that's bollocks what the fuck's he doing there that's that's you know that's that's not right and yeah so yeah anyway I've probably burnt loads of bridges and you know I'm gonna get gonna get flack for that but I'll need to listen to it back and maybe cut something out and go no 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 and then make it look sound sound a lot better than it is because when I when I, when you speak and you don't really people listen to it they, they might take a different meaning from it as I said I'm not nothing against women or anything like that. I just don't like the, the injecting people into positions and in, in a general sense whether it was a man woman you know anything I don't I don't I don't really care about it just look at it in a in that kind of way I'm fed up with the PC bullshit. So, one thing to finish, mate, and, and thanks for giving me so much time because we we'll need, we'll need to cut this off shortly. But I got a Twitter question through from Alfonso the Great at Finchy Dog. Uh, what a name. <laughs> <laughs> so, he asked pay per view. Um, basically, it was pay per view and how it's pricing and not so wealthy boxing fans out of watching the noble art. What do you think? ourselves it's 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 a business and so they're, they're there to make money and there's there's two trains of thought on this you know, uh, you know I, I i i've seen one and i've seen fights myself that you know matrim and sky have put on and i or anyone for that matter and i've just looked at them and gone how are you justifying that being a pay-per-view fight you beefed it up with some sort of semi-reasonable uh undercard fights but the main event it you know it's not a proper main event, really, you know. Um, and uh, other people, on the other hand, looking at it and saying, well, you're getting four hours entertainment for roughly 20 quid. You know, I do think there are more fights that, you know, given what Sky and others can do. I mean, that, that ITV Sport charging for, you know, the, the, the Super Series that they had on was... I don't think it was well put together, to be fair, and I, and I don't think it was well marketed, and um, in my opinion, um, and I, I don't, uh, I don't think it should have been charged. It was do you think? Do, do you think fans have been? Pre- to, to, to yeah. Do you think fans have been priced out of the sport though? I, I mean, I think it's like I said, been priced out of the sport. I mean, you know, as you say, if. if I mean, like me, I'm, I'm a fan of multiple sports and, in, in, you know, like footballs, rugby, boxing, all, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, and if, if you're going to go to the football, you're going to, you know, you're going to maybe pay 30 quid for, you know, an hour, an hour and a half, sometimes rubbish. Uh, in the, in the well, you're, you're, a, you're a Palace fan, aren't you, mate? So you're paying basically 30 quid for well, an hour and a half torture, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> really, really, with your, really with your clubs. Um, I don't have a club, mate. I'm oh, with... No. I only wait till till they start winning again, and then I've got a club. No, so yeah, no, no. But I mean, it, it is. I mean, I, I think there are a lot more fights that they could make, um, you know, available. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I may be wrong about this and 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 get shouted down, but I'm. I'm nah, you're safe after I've criticised women presenters, mate. You're fine. You say anything you want. You can say anything you want now. <laughs> 
the UFC fight um, with with McGregor and Khabib. It wasn't actually something like nearly eighty dollars. It was in the states. It wasn't. It wasn't here. It was free here on no, no, on BT Sport. So you know, again, you know, t- taking even into account a bit of uh, a, bit, you know, a bit of dollar to pound ratio, you're, you're, you're still you're still effectively half yeah. the price really for 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 a fight. For, for the, I, I think there are a lot of fights. Is my is my yeah. answer. I think there are a lot of fights that they could they could make more available because I think there's too many. There's too much pay per view, pretty much. Yeah, more people in, into the sport as well. You know, mm. who, who sort of go maybe casual boxing fans who just sort of. Um, you know, maybe I'll watch the big fight or something, and, yeah. and they'll go, "Oh no, I watched that fight. I watched that." Yeah. Fight. Um, um, because well, it's, it's free and it's on. One, one of the things I'd like to actually see is, and, and it's well, it's a little bit difficult to do, but say for instance, I'll use Anthony Joshua as, as an example. So Anthony Joshua is signed with Matchroom, and he signs a deal with Sky, right? And Sky know that Anthony Joshua is contracted to fight three times on Sky over the next year. Yeah. So yep. why don't why don't they come out and say, okay, we have a guaranteed apart from injury and all that great stuff. We've got three fights: Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua reached the level. Most of these fights are going to be world title fights. You know, one of them might be Wilder, one of them might be Fury. But at least one of them is going to going to be an absolute, you know, top top level pay per view. Why don't they offer it as a as a as a package? Say you can buy a pass three three Anthony Joshua fights because that's what he's contracted for this year. Uh, at a, a knockdown price, so because Anthony Joshua stuff starting to cost twenty quid, pretty much nineteen ninety five. So, and say well, instead of nineteen ninety five, we're going to make it if you pay for it in advance twelve bucks a fight. So you pay like thirty six quid instead of you know sixty or even forty quid instead of the sixty. Therefore, you give the fans something back, and also Anthony Joshua and Sky recoup. Or Sky certainly recoups some of the money, and then Anthony Joshua also knows what he's got a share of, partly before he even gets to the fight. So you can still buy it as a single event, but if you want to get it at a discounted rate, you you know you buy your you buy your pass to watch three pay per views or four pay per views within that year. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think that's the problem. You've just hit the nail on the head there. I mean, I, I don't think I don't see Anthony Joshua fighting three times in one. Yeah, game. you know what I mean, mate. If, even if it's twice, no, no, even no, if it's no, twice no, to no, say no. instead of twi- instead of forty quid in total, no, we're going to charge you, and because you're paying in advance, it's going to be thirty-two fifty. So the the fight the the fans get a deal, they get money in early. They all then they know kind of what what they're looking at rather than say get yeah, twenty quid, twenty quid because you're because you're right though. It's if there's you know, BT Sport are going to start doing pay-per-view. They've got the... Oh, God, what's the fights that are, that are coming up in BT Sport? Uh, Wilder Fury. Wilder Fury. So Wilder is going to be a pay-per-view on BT Sport. Well, I, imagine, I imagine it will be because it will generate interest. Yeah, but, I mean? it, I, I, but BT Sport wasn't a platform for pay-per-view and then suddenly they've got two well, two fights coming up, saying, which are... You're saying that, but they, they bought, when they bought Box Nation or, or bought Box Nation mm. into the fold, well, you know, having... Yeah. 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 Well, it wasn't pay per view. It was a tenner a month, and you saw everything on it. So. Ten or twelve quid a month. Yeah. Um, you know, so. But that's what people are paying for Sky now. Anyway, people are paying BT Sports subscriptions or Sky subscriptions. If you're a boxing fan, 
I used to get the Sky subscription just so I could see Friday fight night and stuff like that. That that's what I bought it for. It wasn't necessarily much of the football. I knew I was going to get the box, and then there'd be big fights in the states, and you'd be able to watch it on a Sunday morning or if you stayed up. And I used to buy it specifically for that. And you'd be paying what, what's BT Sport thirty forty quid a month, and then the gadget pay per views on top of that. It's that, and that's what's happened. With BT Sport. You have people that have bought BT Sport think they've got all this access, and suddenly they've not got the access. They've been told, yes, you want that access. It's another twenty. You know, it's another twenty quid. It's another twenty quid, and it's. I think they should do some sort of deal. Personally, I think Fury against Wilder is a big fight. Mm. You know, well, that is, yeah. I think it's, yeah, yeah. it's up there with any other big heavyweights fights yeah. that there's, there's been recently. Um, you know, because because of what Fury's achieved in you know in fighting Klitschko and then, yeah. you know the whole story of that and everything else. I, I think uh, it will generate interest. How, how much will you know remains yeah, to be yeah. seen. Um, I mean, I think anyone will want to watch it just because again because of the power that Deontay's got um, against, you know, maybe more of the boxing skill that, that Tyson's got, you know. Because um, and, and Tyson's going to knock him out and then start singing Elvis songs. He might even do it during it. Yeah, he might do it during it. It's one of those things that they need to they need to get the balance right. I mean, especially when you consider, you know, like you say, you pay your subscription to, to, to you know, to Sky, for example, it might be, you know, 60, 70, 80 quid or whatever already you're paying a month. And then suddenly they go, right, well, now on top of that, we, you know, maybe that's the, maybe that's the other thing. Like you say, they do it and say, right, well, if, if you've got, if you're Sky, if you've got more, yeah. or if you've got Sky Q, or you get a discount. Like that, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get you get a much bigger reduced rate on the fights. Yeah. But then hopefully that knowing them, they probably just go right. Well, okay, we're sticking more of our fights on pay per view and make the money back. Fair so, enough. You know, they, they, they need to be doing the real quality fights. It needs to be. Yeah, it needs to be. Uh, but the pay per views need to be ones. better. Yeah, they they, they do. The, you're right. The undercards are often shit. They're absolute trash. The undercards, and you're going. Fuck, I'm just paying 20, 20 quid to see, unless you're a real boxing nut and you'll sit there from five o'clock watching every single fight, which most people won't. They'll, you know, they'll have, a, have people around, get pissed, um, do other things, you know, take 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 stuff to keep them awake till four in the morning. And then watch the, watch the fight always, through. Ah, uh, there is, mate, but many pubs open till three in the morning to watch some of the fights, you know. It's, no, no, it's not, the, not if it's in, uh, that's not the thing. Well, that's the that's the that's that that's the answer. Alphonse Marty wants to milk you dry, and I think you should get a deal. So you know, uh, make it out what make it out what you will. But we're going to finish it up, mate. I, do, I really appreciate your time, and we will do this again next week. So for everybody listening, thanks very much. My name is Roalan. That was Marty, and I'm almost desperate to call this the Fire and the Fury. I really am. <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers, bud. Cheers, buddy.